And here we go. Welcome into a new week of shows right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Not just another week. It is NBA opening week. NBA begins tomorrow. The Kings start on Wednesday. Welcome in. Hope you had a great weekend. A great weekend out there. I'm Jason Ross. Glad you're here with us for the next 90 minutes. All of you on the radio, on YouTube. We wave to you guys out there on the YouTube as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us as uh, we've got 90 minutes of show before we get you to Monday Night Football. NBA is back this week? It's back this week. You know what else is back this week, don't you? No. If the NBA is back this week. What's that mean? It is back to the linear championship. Oh, that's right. we got to follow that. Well, it's easy to follow right now. The Bucks have it. Yes, they do. It's in their hands. I don't remember who finished with it, but the Bucks have it right now. Yes, Unless we had that rare circumstance, we're not going to... No, it ends at the regular season. And then, no, but did someone, a non-playoff team, have it going into the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, see, that's the only way it would be see, weird. But we're definitely... We're giving it to the Bucks. Yes. We're starting with the Bucks. The Bucks start here. And so the Bucks have it, and we will follow that. They have the first chance to lose it, right, on Tuesday night when they take on the Nets... Uh, you also have the Lakers and the Warriors on that opening night, and then the Kings will open up their season Wednesday in Portland. So, of course, we got a lot of that. Speaking of the Kings, today we're still in that giving mood. We'll have a pair of tickets to have you see the Kings open up their 2021-22 season, the home opener against the Jazz, next Friday, or this Friday, I guess that is. Uh, we're going to have tickets and more information. Visit com. We will have another trivia question before the show is over, and so we look forward to that. And then also uh, your chance to win. We'll let you know. That'll be at 4.15 today. 4.15. Your chance to win Kings tickets right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. So plenty of things for us to get to, including a day uh, with NFL to react to. Baseball playoffs continue. Lots of people getting paid today on their contract extensions. Not everybody, though. We'll explain that as uh, the day goes along. But let's do it. Let's start you out with first things first. First things first. Rich Basaccia, first game as a head coach, and he comes away a winner. 34 to 24 is your final score, and the Raiders are tied with the Chargers for first in the AFC West. That was really an emotional day for the Raiders. They had, couldn't have had a more trying week, a more difficult week. Um, if you think about it, last Monday, we were talking about how poorly the Raiders played against the Bears. We had heard about John Gruden's emails and how it was rapidly developing into a major, major story, but stuff was still coming out. Well, as soon as we signed off on Monday, the rest of the emails and the rest of the story and the details on what was being said was released, and it wasn't that long after that, on Monday night a week ago, that John Gruden ultimately lost his job. So the Raiders are in turmoil. How do they focus? How do they go forward? Rich Bisacci is in as head coach. All the coordinators are still around. And we said when we talked to Lincoln Kennedy last week, this is an opportunity for this team to either get it right or just implode. And the Raiders bounce back. And how do you do that? How do you bounce back? Well, it sure sounds like they rallied around one another. They also played some good football. And then they went back to one of their best players, their leaders, their most important guys. Derek Carr had a heck of a day. Down the middle, deep for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. 10-5. Yeah, baby. Jackpot. Vegas touchdown. Yeah, Carr was very effective, over 300 yards. Raiders found a balanced attack, right? They had a little bit more running. We saw Drake being really, really utilized very well. Jacob's back in the mix. Ruggs had a big day. Uh, the Raiders didn't make mistakes like they normally do. Zero turnovers, plus four in the turnover department. It was a good day. It was a really good day for the Raiders. And as uh, Brent Musburger said, and you heard it here on KHK yesterday, the Raiders are in first. No matter what you think of them, no matter where their season is going from here, to me that was a, a character win. And there's plenty of things you could put as, yeah, but Denver's not as good. That doesn't even matter at this point. The What the Raiders had to go through last week is not normal. Most teams don't have to live through that in a season. Maybe um, an offseason going through a coaching change, but to have your head coach, your central figure to what this Raiders team has been removed in the way he was removed, I was impressed with what they did yesterday. To rally, to play well, to be the better team on the road and win. 
34-24. Carr was nearly 350, two scores, uh, built a nice lead, kept uh, forcing turnovers by Denver, and you give a loss to the division in the Denver for the Broncos. You pick up a win going 4-2. and two. Chargers also lost. Chiefs got back in the win column. But it's a talented division. For the moment, the Raiders are on the top of that division. And, again, we talked about this being a swing type of game to where their season could go. They get a win. So you, you come off your worst performance with one of your better performances. You get another game here this week at home against Philadelphia. And then you're by a week to maybe finally just breathe and relax and say, man, we've been through a lot as a football team. And the Raiders have been with a, a, a goofy schedule at the beginning, playing those three double-digit win teams from the year before, getting those overtime wins, a, a nice performance against the Chargers ultimately to lose, and then a terrible game. I and mean, they were awful against the Bears. Well, they bounce back. A couple of things there show you a, a sign of a team. I don't know how good they are, but a good team does bounce back from a poor performance. A good team rallies around controversy or turmoil. Uh, the team was in flux there. Basaccia did a nice job. They also changed and let Greg Olson call all the plays. Gruden called the plays before. So you see a little bit of a different wrinkle. I thought the results of that obviously looked good. And good for the Raiders to bounce back, to get a win. They're 4-2. and two, And uh, right now, in first place in the division. First things first. All right, the week wraps up tonight with Monday Night Football. That's what we're getting you to at 4.30, Buffalo and Tennessee. Buffalo, as you know, if you've listened to me any amount of time, that is my Super Bowl pick. I really like what the Bills are have built, how they've played. They had the weird opening season loss to the Steelers, but since then, they've been very, very impressive. Shutouts against the Texans and Dolphins, a comfortable win against Washington, the Sunday night game last week when they just really dominated the Chiefs in Kansas City. So now they're back on the road again, taking on the Tennessee Titans. So the Bills are 4-1. and one. The Titans, yeah, they're 3-2. and two. They've been a little bit more up and down and a little bit more head-scratching. Obviously, we now know that losing to the Cardinals as the only undefeated team, maybe not as bad as it looked opening week, but the, the Titans didn't have a chance to beat them. And then if you think about their other opportunities, they got a nice road win in Seattle, but they had a rally to do that beat the Colts, lost to the Jets, and win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, this team is still balanced, still a good team. But I think they're a bit overmatched tonight. I think Derrick Henry has to do another big rushing day. They have to limit their mistakes, but Buffalo's just loaded, and Buffalo can beat you multiple ways. That's what makes them so tough amongst many other things. So look for Monday Night Football tonight, Bills and Titans. Uh, that one's going to be coming your way from Tennessee. Really should be a great game. And uh, looking forward to that one. First things first. First things first. first. All right, lots of NFL for us to discuss today. And the drama, the drama of the league every Sunday. You just don't know how it will play out. Uh, Games that are predictable sometimes fall in place. Others that you're just not sure. But what the NFL gives us a lot is late game drama. Yesterday, no different. Let's go to the four walk-offs in the NFL. Cook puts it down. Wright kicks it up. The 53-yarder is good, good, good. Wright has made it. The Jaguars have won it on a 53-yard field goal by Matthew Wright. What a magnificent ending in London. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fade to the end zone for KJ. Caught and touchdown. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked off on the Carolina Panthers. And the Vikings beat Carolina 34-28. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10-5. Victory. Cowboys win. The Ghosts Coons is ready. Snap is down. On its way. Kick is good. And this game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers, well, it wasn't Demona Lisa, but it certainly is their second win in a row. And they head to the bye at 3-3. Three and three. So those are your four walk-offs yesterday. Uh, that was Jacksonville Radio Network, the Vikings Radio Network, Cowboys Radio Network, and the Steelers radio network. That's why I love the NFL. Why many 
love the NFL. Certainly the gambling aspect for a lot of you degenerates out there, fantasy football, uh, your favorite teams, the the way the season lays out, you you anticipate the games all week long, and then Sunday you just hopefully get some great football, and we did. It started with the London game. Certainly not the best teams out there, but Jacksonville breaking through, getting their win. Uh, bad week for Miami, by the way. Aaron Rodgers and the taunting of the Chicago Bears. There was that story out there. You had uh, the Rams looking good going across country and just routing the Giants. Vikings, as we mentioned, in overtime. Many other uh, big games yesterday. Aaron Rodgers wasn't taunting. He wasn't? No, if he was, there would have been a flag. Good point. NFL doesn't allow that anymore, Chris. They do not allow taunting in the game. It has no place. They are very much down on that. Uh, Chris, by the way, sent me a text early in the day, said, boy, not a good day for, for your guy. And I'm, I'm literally going, all right, this could be a trap. I don't know what Chris is saying. And then I literally said, who, who are you talking about? And then you said, your guy again. I went, I'm not sure. Which, I said, your man crush. Your man crush. And I, and I still didn't identify who it was. But you're talking about Coach Staley from the Chargers. Yeah, they got, they got worked by the Ravens. Absolutely works. Still, still have the same crush on him. He's a good coach. I like the way they approach games. Uh, but the Ravens demolished them. We mentioned the Cardinals staying perfect. Uh, the other walk-offs with the Steelers and the Cowboys and the Raiders with that gritty, gritty win. So um, it's great theater. And you had the teams waiting already. The Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, and the Niners all had the weekend off. Getting that early by, I don't know if it's the best. Uh, Niners, health-wise, probably needed it. Uh, but we'll get more into week six action. Uh, still give you the best of the NFL from the weekend, the worst of the NFL on the weekend, and much more into the Raiders uh, as we continue here on the show. But let's give you more. First things first. First things first. First things first. first. All right. Speaking of walk-offs, there was this drama yesterday in Atlanta. Swinging a fly ball, deep left field, sprinting back there is Betts at the wall, over his head, off the base of the wall, Ozzie around third base, here's the throw to the plate, Ozzie is safe, and a tie game, Austin Riley is amazing. Jansen's first pitch, Rosario, drills one off the glove of Trey Turner into center field, and the Braves will win it, Rosario scorched it. And the Braves win 5-4. to four. Well, uh, last week, last time I was on, we were talking so much about Dodgers-Giants, 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 that thrilling five-game series. I don't know what happened to the Dodgers here. Really, they had chances to win both games one and game two. Yesterday, losing game two in that walk-off fashion, as you heard there. Um, and you think about where the Dodgers are now, down 0-2, coming home. For Atlanta, the team that had a much worse record gets the opportunity because the way the playoffs are set up, because they won the division, they get to host the first two games. They got those two final at-bats. They were able to win game one and game two. And the Dodgers now have to do something similar to what they did a year ago against Atlanta when they were down three games to one and rallied and won three straight games to win the series. There's still plenty of time in the series, but a few things that would be concerning for me from the Dodgers' perspective. The fact that a guy like Max Scherzer, who pitched okay yesterday, you know, kind of gr- it was it was a grind of a game for him. Said his arm felt dead. That's concerning. Not a lot of time to to get that back up, and he had to be thrown into the fire. Of course, got the save um, opportunity there in the uh, Dodgers Giants game, the final game. And speaking of that series, let's hear Dave Roberts on if there's any you know kind of hangover from that emotional, action-packed series with the Giants. I don't. I, I think uh, obviously they've had two big innings to take the lead and the, the series could be flip or our guys are prepared to play through October. So it was a great series, but I don't think that there's any kind of uh, effects from that past series. No. Well, the Dodgers will have to answer that. Now the Braves halfway there to get into the World Series. They've got two wins. The first one to do it in the National League. Still more games to go, but impressive what Atlanta has been able to do, certainly with those comebacks as well and uh, to win. And it just puts the Dodgers in a tough spot. But something this team that is stacked is loaded. they got to get the rest of their lineup hitting um, as this postseason rolls on because it's that was a trouble for really the Dodgers and the Giants as that series went on. The pitching was just so good that you weren't collectively seeing enough guys getting hits. Um, but that's that's the story they're in. They're in the struggle position right now, but somewhere they've been able to be able Only to Only one way they could really come back in the series. How's that? If it doesn't happen, they're done. They're over. What's that? Carmichael Dave needs to go to the game. You know what? 
It's probably true. If he goes to the game, I'm putting all my money on on the Dodgers. On the Dodgers. He has to go to the games in L.A. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to go after that, though. It's it's getting no, no, him no. in L.A. That just kind of recharges them. Without him, they probably lose the Cardinals. Yep. So without we don't even him, know the Giants series. Probably lose the Giants. Yep. Yep. I think you're right, Chris. I mean, it's you didn't make up the rules. I didn't. Yeah. It's just science. It's facts. That's how they come back. Dave Roberts, you need help? Don't change your lineup. Get Dave at the park. Get Dave at the park. All right, let's get more first things first. First things first. First things first. Now, we mentioned that series, uh, the National League having trouble getting runs. The American League, that has not been the case of the first two games between the Red Sox and the Astros. This has been an action-packed series. Lots of runs so far. Uh, the Red Sox and Astros are split at one apiece. Game three tonight at Fenway with the White Sox taking game one, five to four. The Red Sox hitting two grand slams in the second game. So to even that series, I don't even know who America wants in this one. Like a Houston, Boston. There's probably more fans of the Red Sox, I guess. Uh, Both teams have been accused of cheating, right? Basically a lot of the same principles on each team. But only Houston's got in trouble for it. Only Houston really got kind of, right? It's the same level as... And Houston. the best part is the Red Sox manager got was suspended for a season because he worked with the Astros before going to the Red Sox. Right. And on top of that, they brought him back after his suspension <laughs> yes. was done. Yes. And then this team, Houston, with the manager that had to be let go by the organization, now has a completely new manager, yet they're getting accused by the White Sox of, or at least... Yeah, they were accusing him. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, the accusations are, are being thrown out there, or they were in the previous series. And, um, yeah, this one this one hasn't had any trouble getting runs, that series, between the Red Sox and the Astros. It's almost as if they know what's coming. <laughs> Do you think people have a preference on this one, Chris? I, I don't even know what the read is. Probably more people like Boston, I would I say guess. Red Sox. Yeah. I don't think people really care. Yeah, I don't either. And you think about the four teams that are left. Boston's won recently. Houston's won recently. The Dodgers won last year. The Braves have the longest drought, but um, I don't know that's a like a loved team at this point. Especially when they were doing that chant every night. Exactly. And you just feel like, I think Acuna is such a great player. It's too bad he's been out. But Braves, to their credit, have a 2-0 series lead. Red Sox and Astros, they are tied at one uh, with that series uh, continuing today with Game 3 coming up in just a little bit. First things first. First things first. All right, we go to the WNBA. The Chicago Sky won the WNBA championship, and I know a lot of you maybe not uh, following that out there, but it was it was great to see. Uh, Chicago's a great story in many realms where they came in to the playoffs at 16 and 16. Um, they filled that stadium. My goodness, that was great to see how many people were just engaged and into it. Um, and I always like when... Other people that you would see maybe at NBA games, like Chance the Rappers there courtside, just going, I mean, he is going out of his mind in this game. Mercury had a lead going into the fourth. Chicago rallied. I love the story that's coming full circle for uh, Candace Parker. Already had a great Hall of Fame legacy, but goes to Chicago and where she's from, wins a championship there. There was just a lot of different storylines from this that made it very, very appealing. Phoenix trying to get another one, trying to beat them a second time as they beat them the last time in the finals. Uh, Diana Taurasi and her great goat career. I mean, she's just been amazing. The only thing that I think that came out of yesterday that was a little bit uh, bizarre, maybe even off-putting, was Phoenix players didn't talk after the game. The coach did, Coach Brondello. But uh, Chicago, congratulations to them. They won 80-74, to and uh, they win the series and the championship Three games to one. First things first. First things first. All right, we're going to end with the NBA. And, of course, the NBA starts tomorrow with the start of the NBA's regular season with two games, four teams, the Nets and the Bucks, two of the favorites in the East, the Lakers and the Warriors, two of the better teams in the West. And, of course, the Kings will begin on Wednesday. Uh, Some more money was handed out today, and there were some – Pretty significant stories and some other things that uh, leave you scratching your head, I would say, just a little bit because you're trying to figure out who is going to get some extensions today. Let's go through some of them. 
Memphis Grizzlies forward Jaron Jackson has signed a four-year, $105 million extension. So he got that before the 3 o'clock deadline today. So good for him to get that. Uh, let's go down the line here. Uh, Indiana Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon has agreed to an additional two-year, uh, $45 million extension, guaranteeing him $89 million over the next four years. The one of note, Suns talks with DeAndre Ayton on a rookie extension have ended without a deal. Ayton was expecting a max contract, and owner Robert Sarver wasn't offering it. So we'll see where that ultimately goes. Um, and that's a big one because if you look at what the Suns have done, they had given extensions to Bridges, to Shamit, to others. And if his group, Ayton's camp, thinks, I'm a max guy, Suns front office said they did not agree. We'll see if that where that one ultimately goes. Also today, uh, let's see, Milwaukee Bucks guard Grayson Allen, he agreed to a two-year, $20 million rookie extension. Uh, here's the numbers, by the way, on that uh, Landry Shamit deal. He agreed to a four-year, $43 million rookie extension from the Hawks. What a season they had last year. And Kevin Herter gets a new deal to stay there, an extended deal with Atlanta, has agreed on a four-year, $65 million rookie contract extension. So those are the names that have been announced as of now. I think when we think about Sacramento and Marvin Bagley, I don't think there was any direction of going in an extension for him. And as we have said Watching Marvin go into camp, I think he's worked hard. I think he's got a good mind frame, got a good mindset going into the season. It bothered me personally that Marvin missed two of the four preseason games because I just think he needs reps. I think he needs opportunities. And then now that I've watched the team for the four preseason games, my takeaway is where does Marvin fit here specifically? If this team, and rightly so, is going to want to play three guards – a lot. And then you're looking at at least one big and likely Harrison Barnes or Harkless. I I don't know where the minutes are going to come in, in bulk for Marvin Bagley. Maybe he even starts. I don't know that he finishes. I think this team likes the toughness and the rebounding it's going to get from Tristan Thompson and Alex Len. You know you're going to play Rashawn Holmes a good amount of, of minutes. Harrison Barnes will play. Mo Harkless with those games that Marvin Bagley was out, got a lot of what I thought was his minutes and fits in really, really well. And then it's the three guards, no matter what the combination. And we've gone on and on about the uh, three of the five, Buddy and Mitchell, Davis, Fox, and Halliburton. They all need to play. So I think it's the right move by the franchise to not get caught up in a long-term extension here with Marvin Bagley. But it doesn't mean they have to be done with him. I just don't know the way this current roster is constructed and the way I think they want to play where Marvin fits in. Now, when Marvin does get a chance, he's got to do the things that he does well. He's gotten better at shooting the three. He's so gifted athletically, talent-wise, he really can produce in this league, but can he defend well enough? Can he make the plays that this team needs when he's on the floor? And does he fit? Does he complement the other players? Again, I think he's working hard. I don't think he's, I don't think there's anything about him being a bad teammate. I think the question is, does his game fit with this roster right now? And it looks like the Kings, at least at this moment, are not offering him up that extension that I'm sure he was hoping for. Hey, Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. Like we said, we go till 430 today that it'll be Monday night football. It'll be the Bills. And the Titans, lots more football to discuss, baseball and basketball as well, including your chance at 415 to win Kings tickets to the home opener on Friday. So make sure you check that out coming up at 415. We're back with more after this on Sports 1140 KHDK. All right, back here on Sports 1140 KHDK. One hour from now, we'll get you to Monday Night Football, as it'll be the uh, Titans and the Buffalo Bills. 
A um, couple more things to clean up before we jump back into the NFL. We were talking about um, Marvin Bagley and a contract extension. Uh, multiple reports say, yeah, obviously, that did not happen by the deadline. Not not a surprise there. Um, so Marvin will ultimately become uh, in that spot where he'll be a restricted free agent next summer. So this is an important year, like them all, for Marvin because we're this far into his career and to me, it's still not established what kind of player he is. And that's probably been the biggest puzzle to me. I see a guy with incredible talent. Um, it, the part of the frustration, I think, for the Kings and for Marvin has been health. You have to be available. So that's left the puzzle sli- or the, the picture a little bit cloudy to me and to others. He's not a complete um, like waste or a bust. I don't, I don't see him out of the league. He's got too much talent and too much potential. But a lot of this is about fit. And Chris and I were talking about this off air. Like, where where is the best fit for him? I don't know that it's here right now. Um, I could see him on a team that's going through a complete rebuild and maybe getting an opportunity just thrown in there. Uh, for example, like a Houston Rockets that was great, and now they've kind of stripped it all down and maybe just getting him an opportunity to get reps and stats and build confidence um, if he goes to a really good team, he's probably uh, deeper on the bench as well. So I don't know. I don't know that it, it, by anything is um, is crystallized and finalized with him. I'm really anxious to see how the Kings use him and utilize him this year. Um, the other note on DeAndre Ayton, he wanted, reports say he wanted a five-year max. The Sun raised the uh, idea of a four-year max or even a three-year max, according to sources, but those sides uh, and those talks never uh, met. They didn't progress and so the sides ended discussions without a deal. Man, that's a big one there. You just hope for the Suns, who had such a great season last year, it's kind of the last thing you want out there in the just in the background with a, a, a good young player uh, concerned about his financial future. What's interesting in that is Chris Paul, mm-hmm. because he makes every big just like an all-star, basically. So is the thinking of the Suns like, well, Chris Paul's not going to be here forever. Right, like a man, I I don't know. So they better be good again this year, which they should be. But they did pay Bridges, they did pay um, Shamit, they've paid other guys, but also was the max too too much of a big target for DeAndre Ayton. A lot of bigs aren't getting paid like that, and it's weird. They kind of need both. I think Ayton's best basketball was with Chris Paul. He was a nice player before that, and the oddity of this is that draft class has turned out to be pretty good. But number one and number two in in Aiton and Bagley do not get contract extensions. Man. So we'll see uh, where that goes for those two. All right, let's jump back into the NFL. I want to get back more into uh, these guys yesterday. I was quite impressed with what the Raiders did in Denver. Here's Drake through the middle. Got daylight. Jackpot, baby. Kenyon Drake's second Vegas touchdown. Yeah, Drake had a good day. The Raiders had a good day, controlled things offensively, played with the lead, made the Broncos the team that made the mistakes, and a, the Raiders had a really good quality win in a tough place to play and to bounce back, to restore order, to go through as difficult a week as you possibly can when you lose your head coach during the week for, not for performance, but for character, basically, and emails, and we all know that story by now. So now you had, I mean, think about the quotes that you had last week. I hope you had a chance to hear the conversation. I hope you heard the conversation with Lincoln Kennedy, someone that uh, knew Gruden very well, played for him, now has worked with him or worked around him, right, and said he, he had felt so conflicted because the man he knew was not what he had seen and read about in the emails. Now he read and, and he didn't want to ignore the emails because – those are facts. Those did happen, and he thought those were all awful. So he was conflicted. Derek Carr said as much. It's like, I love John Gruden. I love the man. I hate the actions. He hated what he read. He hated what he heard about. And so it's easy for us that aren't attached to it to go, oh, yeah, just get rid of John Gruden. It's easy. It's what you have to do. It's the right move. And maybe it is, but we're not attached to him. We haven't been coached to him, yelled at by him, praised by him, laughed with him, uh, shared meals with him, traveled, know his family. Um, That's difficult. And to just move on in week to go and play 
for now a new head coach, a new voice of your team, with a lot of the other same pieces around. I was impressed. I was impressed with the Warriors, uh, with what the Raiders did there on the road. And here's Rich Basaccia, now the new coach of the Raiders, talking about his first game. The best part for me was to be able to get on the grass. I mean, the most, the worst part for me was figuring out the headset. And uh, so once you get on the field and the game goes, and a lot of my responsibilities were the same. And again, it's really collective uh, effort going through the game. Yeah, I think they had to do this collectively. And there's more here from Derek Carr. For everything that he had to deal with this week and then being thrust into calling plays for the first time in a a while, I thought he crushed it, honestly. I I thought he was great, his demeanor on the sideline, all that. He was was awesome. Yeah, a lot of things about Coach Passacci, also about Coach Olsen, who was pretty much fully responsible now for calling plays. That's the subtlety of the difference. That was the other thing we wondered. You have a different voice that you're hearing from, the last voice before you go out there. It's not John Gruden's anymore. Coach Passaccia, but the coordinators were the same. Gus Bradley, experienced coach, had been a head coach. Greg Olson, very experienced coach, a couple times with this organization. And so now he sees, all right, you know, John Gruden called plays too. We, here's what I liked a little bit better. There's always going to be some subtle differences and maybe some not so subtle. I thought the Raiders looked to run a little bit more. I thought that was good. I thought they spread the ball out, which was very, very important. And then the fact that they didn't make the mistakes that they had been making over uh, previous weeks was very, very helpful. So impressive to me how they played, how they responded. They really needed the win. And sometimes just when you get on the field, that's, you know, they don't have to answer the other questions at the time. They don't have to think about John Gruden. They don't have to think about whether they agree or disagree with the decision. Just go play. Do your job. Block, tackle, special teams, whatever your role is. Master your role, right? Coaches will tell you that. Be good at your role, especially in football when it really does take all 11 on the field because you can do, you can be excellent by yourself, but you can be let down by someone else and your greatness will be nullified. And the Raiders did do that together, fought together, responded together. Here's more from one of their leaders, Derek Carr, about how the team kind of took this game and, and really worked together. You know, we still have our room of guys, our leaders, right? More, more now than ever, you know, we had to step up and be a voice. And, uh, and it's fair to think that way, obviously, with everything that's going on. Again, no, there will be a time for the emotions of all of that. Uh, but now is not the time. If anything, what this did is brought us really, it for sure brought us closer. And that's what we speculated on last week. I thought this is the kind of thing that can tear you apart or bring you together. Now, is it a bring you together for one week? Maybe. Maybe, because... There will be a return to normalcy. This all seems very fresh, but as soon as you now play under someone else and you start to travel and you, it just they'll get into their new routine with with not even necessarily a new system, but just a new leader. And so I think it was important for them to get this one because it was a winnable game. Denver's a good team and not a great team and a team that's been scuffling a little bit too. Started 3 and 0 without really a quality win. And now you've given them three consecutive losses. You forced Teddy Bridgewater. One of the reasons why Bridgewater, to me, made a difference for Denver was he doesn't make that many mistakes. Well, he threw three picks yesterday. So you turned him over three times. Raiders also got a fumble. Converted, you know, forced four turnovers. Didn't make their mistakes. And then you start to look at, statistically, what they did well. Carr, back to what he was doing the beginning of the season. No turnovers, only sacked, I think it was twice. Yeah, they did get him twice. 18 of 27, 341 yards, and the two touchdowns. So you knew you need Carr's experience, his talent, his, his level of expertise. He put that on display. Ruggs had one of his better games, not a high volume of catches, but a couple of those deep throws, including a touchdown. Edwards, Waller, Drake, Renfro, all the way down the line, just used a lot of different people, utilized them, and then they just ran the ball just enough, just effectively enough. And that's what they needed. That's definitely what they needed. Defense was good, and a job well done by the Silver and Black as the Raiders get themselves to 4-2. and two. The Broncos drop to 3-3, three and three. and as we said, the Raiders now find themselves in a tie for first place in a uh, very, very good division. All right, so Raiders... They would probably land for me on the best of the NFL this weekend, but there's others to join them. 
what was the best of the NFL. We'll still give you the worst of the NFL. And at 415, your chance to win Sacramento Kings tickets for that home opener against the Utah Jazz. That's all coming up right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Back here at Sports 1140 KHDK, Jason Ross here with you. 4.30 Monday Night Football coming your way. We give you the best of the weekend in the NFL here in just a moment. Uh, just an overall best of the weekend. Uh, big shout out to Sacramento State Hornet football team. Uh, had a chance to go up there with them, called the game. It was it a was blast. The Hornets had 12 previous trips to Missoula, Montana. They had never won, but this week they finally knocked off number five, Montana. A uh, big, big win for them. They stay undefeated in the conference. Davis also won as they beat Northern Colorado. So hopefully this thing takes itself all the way down to the end. It'd be a lot of fun if we could have Sacramento State and UC Davis battling uh, for a Big Sky Championship. That would be a lot of fun. Lot, lots of football, though, to go between now and then. But uh, congrats to both teams uh, for getting wins uh, this weekend. Both are now ranked in the top 25, so that makes it fun. And we got good college football here in our region, so I think that's that's terrific. Uh, all right, best of the weekend. I mean, obviously a shout-out to the Raiders. I, I've been thoroughly impressed with that gritty win, emotional win. We've talked a lot about them. Uh, I'm going to go back to some more of, of the best of the NFL this weekend. Going to go back to this because of the significance of late-game drama. That's why we watch sports, right? You want to see games come down to the end. Here was uh, what we had four times happen yesterday as four different games ended on the final play. Cook puts it down. Right kicks it up. The 53-yarder is good, good, good. Right has made it. The Jaguars have won it on a 53-yard field goal by Matthew Wright. What a magnificent ending in London. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fade to the end zone for KJ. Caught and touchdown. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked off on the Carolina Panthers. And the Vikings beat Carolina 34-28. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. Coons is ready. Snap is down. On its way. Kick is good. And this game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers, well, it wasn't Demona Lisa, but it certainly is their second win in a row. And they head to the bye at 3-3. Three and three. Jags, Vikings, Cowboys, Steelers all win at the end. That Cowboys game was incredible. Uh, back and forth, that one went. Uh, the others had their moments. But for Jacksonville, how about that? They won week one a year ago, lost all 15. What was that get you? Well, it gets you Trevor Lawrence. You also get Urban Meyer. We've known the controversy that's surrounded around them. They haven't had a chance to win yet this year until yesterday going to London. Here's uh, Trevor Lawrence on the, the first win. Congratulations, uh, Trevor. Uh, your first win in the pros in the NFL. How's it compare to the college uh, victories that you had in the past? Oh, man, it's different. It's special. Obviously, we've had a rough start of the year. We've been through a lot of adversity, even in this game, just having to fight back, battle back, and find a way to win. It means a lot, and obviously, like I said, we've struggled a little bit, but to get this win, have this momentum going into the bye week, to do it here in London, I mean, it's all just special. I'll always remember this one, my first win out here. Like, it's just, it's hard to even, like, imagine. So, it's awesome. I'm just really proud of this group. Yeah, well, they get on the they get on the best of the weekend. They go to London. They finally get a win. Trevor Lawrence didn't lose in college. That was the thing, and very much, right? He didn't lose regular season games, had some uh, playoff losses, certainly, but um, he has lost more in the NFL than he ever had uh, in college. So they get on that best of list. There were some other individual performances I thought that were great in the NFL, and you just get a chance to see something maybe you hadn't seen before or you marvel at individual play. Um, there weren't the totality of of. Uh, close games I thought a huge shout out to the Ravens they go on the best of list because of what they did to the Chargers I mean this game I thought was gonna be one of the best games of the weekend and the Ravens were incredible in this game mm, the Chargers kind of do that to themselves though 34 to 6 how many fourth downs did they go to in right those? yeah yep they they were some self-inflicted wounds, stuff that worked other weeks didn't work this week Chargers have a good win resume going in Ravens now all of a sudden Five and one, 
after losing that opening game to the Raiders in overtime, and they easily could have won that. So they're a team that I wondered about them just based on all those injuries they had right before the season started, but they've regrouped. They continue to look good. They're perfect at home. They're 5-1 and one overall. And then the Cardinals, another best of the weekend. Cleveland, I think, is a good football team. Tough news for the Browns as well, getting more injuries. Baker Mayfield got hurt in the game. They already were playing without Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt got banged up in the game. Looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. But the Cardinals, they go into Cleveland and win comfortably. 37-14. to 14. Uh, They belong on that best of list. And then the other one, the Packers. And maybe Aaron Rodgers. Whether you like him or not, Aaron Rodgers, another good week. And uh, gave us some good audio as well. <laughs> I still own you. That was you scared uh, me with that because he said some other things in there too. I, I, I cut that one down. I cut that one down. Um, is that good or bad? You like that when an athlete? Uh, I mean, he he's backed up everything he's ever done with in Chicago. I love it. Yeah, and which makes me like so upset is the NFL does not doesn't. Well, yeah. it d- depends on who you are. True. It's more of I feel like I wonder if you can say what you want. He kind of said that towards the crowd, like you can. It's standing over a guy. It's an extra long look. It's I don't know. It, it is a pick and choose, and it's probably which referee are you by? To be honest, yeah, it's uh, yeah. But then they'll let you now do these great end zone celebrations, which by definition could be treated as taunting. Yeah, I don't see. There's like, what is the rule? What is the line? Yeah, Where is I just it? say let it all go. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Correct. You start fighting. Whatever. Okay. Let's. We got to stop this. But um, they felt it important to initiate taunting and get it more involved in the uh in kind of the ruling and the judgment by the officials and i think that's just what makes the one it i will say is when the big thing was dunking on the field goal yeah like i was just like oh i like that but then it's just like oh then you're messing with it and like what if something happens like right okay whatever yeah that's fine but the one what was the one oh you sent it to me the thursday night game the eagles yes and w- what was the violation there he stood over him too long I don't even think he stood over him that long at all. And like, Fournette is the one that bumped into him. Right. I mean, there's times where you could tell, like, okay, he's he, there's an attempt to taunt. That was maybe an extra beat on the standing over. But it wasn't even that, like, offensive to me. Maybe there was stuff said. But that one was weak. And the bad thing is, even if something is said, it's the NFL. They're right. all wearing face masks. Nobody knows what was said. Unless yeah, we you're can't like, tell. Right by the mic, like right. Aaron Rodgers was. Yeah. And then the NFL tweets that out from their official Twitter <laughs> exactly. account. To highlight how, hey, here's one of our superstars of the game. Look at what he's doing. Yeah, but that's something you probably don't want done by letter of your law now. Crazy. Crazy. All right, so still to come, we've got a final half hour. Your chance to win Kings tickets to the opener on Friday. And the worst of the NFL weekend. We haven't forgotten that category. That's coming up as we all lead you to the Bills and Titans in Monday Night Football here on Sports 1140 KHDK. All right, here we go, starting the uh, second portion of the show, second half hour really is coming up here. Last half hour, I should say, as we get to Monday Night Football. At the bottom of the hour, it'll be Bills and Titans. Jason Ross here with you. As uh, tonight, we've got that game. Tomorrow, uh, the NBA playoffs, or the NBA playoffs, while the NBA regular season begins, and the Kings, they will begin on Wednesday. Wednesday, the Kings get it started. Later this hour, we'll have your chance to win the Kings tickets for that home opener. Not right. playoffs, but we do have a championship game tomorrow night. The linear championship the linear is championship. on the line. It's on the line a lot throughout the year. The Nets and Bucks. The Nets can take it from them. What's, it's going to be tough to get it back to the West Yeah, for the Kings to have a chance. Yeah, and it might need to take a quick look at just Milwaukee's schedule just because they start with it um, and see what they have coming up because the Kings, yeah, they got a bunch of West Coast Western Conference games, understandably at the beginning, as they probably should. And the defending champs, you would hope they stay out there for a while. So the Bucks, first crack at it is tomorrow against the Nets. After that, Miami, oh, San Antonio. But I don't know that the Spurs are beating them. Or or you could have the Nets win. 
Yeah. And the Nets play the Bucks on Friday. Again? Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. They play uh, uh, the – hold on. I just had it. Nets play the 76ers on Friday. Okay. 76ers <laughs> play the Thunder on Sunday. So – You're saying there's a chance. Sixers take that game off, obviously, because it's a Thunder. Thunder sneak one in. Yeah. Okay. That's how it works. We'll we'll follow it for you. We'll let you know. Uh, Chris has already identified sounders that we're going to have for you tomorrow uh, when that gets going. Um, because you, you've liked these uh, these little stingers and sounders, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think it works. So we'll have that tomorrow for that Bucks nets We game. need to keep everyone up to date. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we do that good of a job the last couple of years where we kind of like, oh. We have to kind of track it down. Yeah, we to see like, where oh, it is. where is it? Oh, yeah. do the Kings have a chance? At it? No. This season, we are keeping track We're tracking it. of every single game. Yes, we will know. We will know where it is. We will let you know. We'll let you know when the Kings are playing for it um, and see if they can secure it and hang on to it for a while. And certainly at the end would be the best uh, if they had it. All right, let's get you to the worst of the NFL weekend of week six with the final game coming up tonight with the uh, Titans and the Bills. You got three and two Titans, four and one Buffalo Bills. Uh, yesterday, uh, still another loss for the Detroit Lions. I've kind of defended Detroit for a while here, but they had another bad day. They had a bad day. Didn't have a chance to win at home against Cincinnati. Outplayed um, down, what, 20 to nothing heading into the fourth quarter. Got 11 late points, but lost 34 to 11. And uh, Dan Campbell's having a rough first season there in Detroit. But when you get whipped like that, that's that's on me. That's on, there's no other way around that. That's a reflection on me. That's a reflection on me. You don't play like that. We don't have a team that is a team is not thirty something points better than us. There's no way. Well, it uh, they were yesterday, and Dan Campbell had that opening press conference had mentioned how much his team was going to play and play hard and compete, and they had done that. Not yesterday. They had a bad performance. Even later in his uh, press conference, he was talking about Jared Goff and saying, basically, I need more from him. He's going to have to play better. He's right. Goff, I think about him on the worst of the weekend because he was in Los Angeles with the Rams. They mortgaged a bunch of their future to get him. He helps get that team to a Super Bowl, and then they've already moved off of him. Now he's in Detroit, hasn't won a game there, and he's got his coach calling him out. Jared Goff still early in his NFL career, and it's a uh, it's not progressing well for him. Here's Goff after the game. I I feel their frustration, man. It, it, you know, they've these fans here deserve a lot better than what we've been giving them. So uh, it's it's our job to do that, and um, there's there's frustrated people everywhere right now. Yeah, he's talking about the fans' resentment there of not only him but of the way the team is playing, and I don't see it as an overly talented team. But what they were doing early on is competing. And battling and pushing other teams and making them beat them. I mean, they almost had that great win against the Ravens. Um, and they probably should have, but they got a historic field goal that hits off the crossbar and goes in. Just rotten luck, some of it, and then you can't play like they did yesterday and have a chance to win. So Lions, still the NFL's only winless team after Jacksonville got that win. They are 0-6, and you start to go, okay, when is that next win going to come? You never know in the league, right? But they are going to be heavy underdogs this week as – Goff has to go back to Los Angeles and face the Rams. How much? How difficult is that going to be on him? Eagles, Steelers, Browns after that. They'll get somebody. I don't think this is an 0-17 team, I don't think. But we'll see as the season goes along. They just got to stay with it, but they did not have that approach, have that attitude, have that look at all. Yesterday they land on uh, some of the worst of the NFL weekend. Another team that lands on the worst of the NFL weekend, the Giants. I didn't expect them to beat the Rams, but I expected them to be more competitive, to be more to have more of a chance. They scored first, three nothing. After that, they gave up twenty eight in the second, and that game was over. And they ended up losing thirty eight to eleven. Stafford did what he wanted, threw four touchdowns. Rams did what they wanted. Giants just got nothing going. Scored late, even went for two and got it. Uh, they're they're in a bad way right now. They've had some injuries. They felt like they could build on things with um, their quarterback situation, but it ju- with Daniel Jones, it just hasn't materialized. Here's their coach, Joe Judge. The only one can make an impact to change anything that we're doing are all the men in that room. So we're in that submarine right now. 
all right? Something happens wrong in that submarine, it's got to be someone on that ship to step up and save that thing, right? You spring a leak, someone's got to plug that thing for you. No one's coming. They don't get there in time to help you if you don't fix it yourselves. Okay. So we're going to those kind of references. I get it. I mean, I understand this point. It's, it is all on them. It's what they have to do. It's how they have to rally and be resilient and all those kind of things that we talk about. But they are in a bad way. And it's tough when it starts to snowball on you like this. And putting things back together at the beginning of the year, much easier. A couple teams we've already highlighted in the best of the weekend, like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they lost week one. It was a terrible game. They looked awful. It's kind of forgotten now when you rip off five in a row. The uh, Ravens, bad week one loss to the Raiders. That was a bad loss. Well, they've won every game since then. They're five and one. We think completely different about them. Now that you get into the season and you've built a little bit more of a resume, we have more knowledge on these teams. It is so much more difficult to come back and save your season for a team like the Giants and the Lions. Another one on the worst of the weekend kind of goes to the officiating here, and not in all the games, but in the game last night, the Sunday night game, Seahawks and Steelers, um, just a terrible time for the officials to stop play, review, and see if there was a catch, no catch. And Mike Tomlin uh, wasn't having it. Like that final sequence in regulation, it looked like you wanted to see that handled differently by the officials. I hated it. I, I just, I hated it. I cannot believe that game was stopped or confirmed catch, no catch in that moment. That's all I'm going to say. What, what explanation did they hear for you? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was an embarrassment. It, it was bad luck for the league. Now, the league, you know, we can't expect every judgment by every official to be right. You can make mistakes, but sometimes you just want that to be more of a, um, hey, I missed it. That one, you, you controlled the flow of the game by helping Seattle by stopping the time to see if you got your call right. And I even go back to the Giants and Dodgers last time we were on and the final out with the check swing. We all we saw it. it. It was missed. It was a bad call. I don't know if the Giants would have still rallied. I don't believe they would have. But if you think about the way their season went, that's exactly what they always did. When they looked like they were done, you just hated the game to end that way. If that was a sixth inning call... We probably still talk about it, but this is how that game's that series is going to be remembered, which is unfortunate, and it's unfortunate for that umpire. And a game like last night, ultimately Pittsburgh still won, and they still got the job done. It didn't necessarily have to go to overtime. That's where you just hate when these mistakes happen. Again, the players aren't perfect. Coaches aren't perfect. I don't think we should expect the referees and the officials to be, but we would like there to be – less mistakes, more consistency, kind of like, Chris, we were talking about earlier about the taunting. When are you choosing to call it and when are you not? It just It's it's the consistency of calls, I think, is what most people look for. Going back on what you said about the Giants-Dodgers game, uh-huh. about being remembered as the as ending on that, on call. that check swing call, yeah. not only remembering that it ended like that, but remembering it for decades to come. That's right. We will. For decades. Decades. You're not over that, are you? No. I can tell. In three years, no one's going to remember it. Okay. Well, I will. You're a nobody. All right. I will talk to it about it with you. So there'll be people talking about it. I am because not. people will be talking about See? it then. It's facts. Science. Can't let it go. All right. When we come back, we will have our final segment, some NBA notes, and your chance to win Kings tickets this Friday. Get on the phone now at 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140 for our Kings trivia question to get you into the arena for the Kings and the Jazz on opening night. Again, 1-800-920-1140. We'll have that question coming your way next right here on Sports 1140 KHTK. All right, back here on Sports 1140 KHTK. Coming up at the bottom of the hour. Oh, I didn't know if there was more of that. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will have Monday Night Football. It'll be the Bills and the Titans. Uh, still have your opportunity here to win Kings tickets at 1-800-920-1140. Also tell you that Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. So here is your chance right now to win a pair of tickets to see the Kings open up their home opener, at least this Friday against the Jazz 
at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, visit khdk.com. So let's do it. we got people ready to go. See if they can answer our question for today. We'll have questions uh, throughout the week to see if we can get you out at the arena uh, for Friday's game. Let's start things out with Rachel. Rachel, how are you? Rachel, you got us? Yes, hello. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Great. You ready to uh, try to take a guess at this trivia question? Let's go for it. All right, Rachel. Which team... Does the Sacramento Kings have their longest current win streak against? Which team in the NBA do they have their longest current win streak against? Would it be the Dallas Mavericks? Ooh, the Dallas Mavericks. Excellent guess, but it is not the Dallas Mavericks. They had owned Luka for a little while, but nope, it is not them. Uh, let's go to Mason. Mason, you're next. Which uh, team do the Kings have their longest current win streak against? Um... The Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. It is not the Hornets. Thank you, Mason. Next, it's Josh. Hey, Josh. Hi. All right. What's your guess? Uh, the Knicks? The Knicks. No, nope. the Kings lost to the Knicks uh, last year. That's for sure. Robin. Hello, Robin. Which Kings? Uh, which team do the Kings have their longest current win streak against? Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. It is not. We're going to start to give hints here in a moment, uh, or we'll just name all the other 29 teams. Steven. Hey, Steven. Hi. Um, I'm going to say the 76ers. No, it is not the 76ers. Ron, which king, which team do the Kings have their longest current win streak against? Ah, that's tough. Portland. No, it is not Portland. All right. We've made it through about six or seven calls here. So one hint will be, uh, the last time the Kings lost to them, one of the current players on this Kings team right now was on that team. If that makes sense. Is it Jack? Hey, how's it going? Good, Jack. Which team do the Kings have their longest current win streak against? Uh, I'm again, I have no clue. I'm just going to go out and grab a straw. I'll say Orlando. Orlando. Okay. It is not Orlando. Roberta. You are next. Let's try Roberta here. Why am I having trouble getting that one on the... There we go. Hey, Roberta. Hey. Uh, what's your guess? The Mavericks. The Mavericks. Second guess at the Mavericks. It is not the Dallas Mavericks. So we've, we've covered a lot of teams even getting second guesses here. Trevor, which Kings? Uh, which team do the Kings have their longest current win streak against? Uh, Portland. No, nope. we've guessed Portland twice and the Mavericks twice. Okay. 1-800-920-1140. People on the uh, YouTube are guessing. Uh, they are not correct either. Uh, let's see. Manny, do you know the answer? Hi. Is it the Denver Nuggets? It is not the Denver Nuggets, oh. though. They did well against the Denver Nuggets last year. That's good knowledge. Uh, Nick, you are next. Hey, Nick. Hey, man. What's your guess? Uh, is it the Oklahoma City Thunder? It is not the Thunder. Josh. <laughs> Your try. Cleveland. Hey, there it is. Yes. Did you yes. know it or did the clue help no. at all? No. Well, actually, yes, Tristan Thompson. Yes, yeah. the clue helped. There you go. All right, Josh. Hang tight. Congratulations, you big Kings fan. Oh, uh, yes, I am. What do you think? What do you think about this season? Oh, man, we're going to the playoffs. Wouldn't that be great? It's been way too long. A lot of people. We're going, we're going to the playoffs. I know we are. Oh, you know it. You're confident. A lot of people have the Kings oh, winning in I the mid 30s. Yeah, I feel it. Oh, I'm feeling it. How many wins? How many wins for the Kings, Josh? Oh, at least 500. Okay. All right. Well, hang tight. Congratulations. You will be going to the game on Friday. Josh, we will get your information as you want a pair of tickets to see the Kings uh, take on the Jazz in that home opener Friday night at the Golden One Center. There you go. It took a while. I know, uh, Sean, I see you here on the YouTube. You eventually got there. Uh, we have people guessing the Clippers, Boston, New Orleans. We are all over the place, but ultimately we landed there uh, with the right pick. So we'll have questions and opportunities uh, throughout the rest of the week here um, on the show. So we look forward to that. So um, some other things just back to the NBA to wrap up some things there. Uh, interesting development today. We'll probably talk more about this tomorrow about – the people that did get contract extensions today around the league and those that did not. Those that did not include the top two picks from that draft. DeAndre Ayton, not because the Suns weren't interested, but because him and his camp wanted a max deal. 
Um, the Suns did not want to give him a max deal, and they ultimately left the day without a contract or an extension, I should say. Marvin Bagley and the Kings did not work out a contract extension. I think that was expected, but here you go. You got the top two picks from that draft without getting uh, contract extensions, while other players all over that draft uh, did get extended. Shamit with Phoenix, and we mentioned Bridges the other day uh, with Phoenix. You had Kevin Herter getting an extension today, and more of experienced player Malcolm Brogdon got an experience uh, uh, extension today. So there was money to be had, money to be dealt out, but not for the top two picks, which is also another interesting spot here because with Marvin Bagley not receiving that rookie extension with the Kings, which is what we thought, he will enter next summer as a restricted free agent. Now, if the Kings extend a $14.8 million qualifying offer, that's what would make him then a restricted. If they pass on that, on that qualifying offer, then you have him as an unrestricted free agent. So lots to look at for Marvin's season and the Kings to think about, but we're getting closer to some of those decisions being made, which is awesome because we're just two days away from the start of NBA season for the Kings. And tomorrow, the four game, the two teams, two games, four teams playing uh, to start the NBA season. All right, that's it for us today. Monday Night Football is coming your way next. We're back tomorrow with a full show from 3 until 6. Enjoy the game. We're back tomorrow right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. See you.